Question. Freedom is nice in general, but shouldn't we be practical when it comes to gun control or school attendance or white supremacist rallies? Practical is not an argument. Saying let's be practical is not an explanation of why that particular thing should be an exception. It's a way to say something that sounds a little bit like you have an argument or a reason, but without actually giving one, without actually having to think one through. So what's practical about disarming people who obey the law? That doesn't sound practical to me. Gun control has a very disproportionate effect on non-criminals who follow gun control laws. And disarming the non-criminals makes it easier to shoot people because they're not going to shoot back as much. So I don't think gun control is practical. It also makes it a lot easier for strong men to attack weak women and children and weak men. Because if, you know, no one's carrying guns around, then what does a strong guy have to fear? He doesn't have to think twice before he attacks someone. Not as much. So I don't think disarming people is practical. I think that you want potential criminals to be worried that someone might actually be effective at defending themselves. Forcing kids to go to school, what's practical about that? It sort of sounds practical because you're like, well, kids need to know lots of stuff. They need to learn. So we'll send them to school. And if they don't go to school, they won't learn, and that'll be bad. But that, that's not a very well thought out position. Like, why does the kid not want to go to school? And it's the same with the gun control. You have to consider, like, why do law-abiding citizens want to have guns? Most, of, most gun owners are not criminal types, you know? So you have to consider why do they want guns, what's their reasoning, and then actually address that. Speak to it. So as school attendants, why, why do a lot of people not want to go to school? Well, they find it boring. They think they're not learning much. Uh, they find it hard or difficult. They find it unpleasant. They want to do something else. There's other things they like. So if you think about all those things, how, how effective is their education being? If you just force them to go to school, which they find unpleasant and they don't want to be there and they're daydreaming about all the activities they do want to do when they get home, if they find school hard and unpleasant and boring and annoying and they're not really listening, how much are they going to learn at school? Is that really solving the problem? Is just making them physically go to school addressing the actual issues? No, it's not. So that's not practical. It's not practical to try to obscure the problem that schools are boring and shitty and for whatever re reason not getting through to kids very well and just obscure that by making kids put their butt in a chair for a while and then pretend everything's fine. What would be practical as in, you know, effective in life would be to try to investigate what's going wrong and what can we do about it. Ignoring problems isn't practical, then you just end up with illiterate 18-year-olds. You end up with adults who can't do fractions and percents, who don't understand things like cost per calorie of food. They don't know how to calculate that, and they don't understand what it is. You know, that's what happens when you just make people go to school, physically be present, without really worrying about how good the schools are and how well things are working. The fact that someone doesn't want to go to school is a sign that something's going wrong. Ignoring the warning sign 
It just makes things worse. Okay, what about white supremacist rallies? Well, do you want to shut down free speech in general? Do you think it would be practical to just ban free speech? Do you think it would be practical for the government to decide who should be able to speak about what topics in what ways? At what venues? To what audiences? I don't think that sounds practical. I think it's way more practical for the government just to have absolutely no opinion on who gets to talk about what, or as close to that as we can manage. You know, if you're, like, recruiting terrorists to actually go kill a bunch of people tomorrow in the public square, like, that's a problem. That's a police matter. But we can be extremely tolerant of almost all speech. We can have our government just generally stay out of it, and that seems way more practical to me. Like, why would I want to have to deal with the government and what the government thinks is an okay thing to say before I get to speak? Like, in general, I just want the government not to be on my mind. Like, it shouldn't be something I have to worry about or think about. Just leave me alone. And, like, white supremacists? Like, what, someone who thinks white people are better than black people or something? Like, I mean, that's kind of gross, but, like, why do we need to shut them up? People already disagree with them. What's the problem? If you're worried about violence, there's a lot more violence coming from, like, Antifa. If you're worried about violence, like, why isn't Black Lives Matter one of your main targets that you're concerned about? Why white supremacists? There's a lot more people in stuff like Black Lives Matter and Antifa than who are, like, neo-Nazis. And the, the, the Black Lives Matter has a lot of mainstream support from the center-left, whereas the neo-Nazis are constantly disavowed by the center-right. They, they don't have a very broad base of support. If you're just worried about, like, racists and you think, like, Breitbart.com is, like, the alt-right and that's what you're worried about, then that has broader support. It's more popular. Like, if you're just sort of worried about Trump voters in general, okay, there's a lot of them. But that's different than, like, neo-Nazi, like, borderline violence type stuff. Just, like, disagreeing with Black Lives Matter and affirmative action and wanting to secure our borders. Like, it's debatable if that's racist, I guess. A lot of people seem to think it's racist. Okay, but that needs to be like an open debate. That's not anywhere close to where you would want to think about shutting down free speech. Stop and think about the principle of freedom. Why is freedom important? What are the benefits? And then think about how that applies to the case you're talking about. Like, sometimes unpopular opinions are true. That's one of the reasons we value free speech is because we don't want to suppress a good idea just because most people are currently mistaken, which is a thing that we know happens sometimes. So when you want to shut down white supremacist rallies, what you're saying is, that's really unpopular, I think it's bad, let's shut it down. That's like exactly opposite to what someone who understood freedom would think. Freedom is not about, let's give the mainstream a bunch of freedom. I mean, that's part of it, but like they were going to have freedom anyways. If you're doing stuff everyone approves of, no one's going to stop you. When you think about freedom, you have to think like, we need freedom for outliers. We need freedom for deviants. We need freedom for unpopular stuff because that's where there's an actual issue. That's where there's some contention. Like no one wants to get rid of popular approved stuff. It's disapproved of stuff that people think is bad in some way that they consider shutting down, and that's when you need to stand up for freedom and say, 
hey, no, we don't want to just have a popularity contest and suppress everything else. We want to have a free society where people can think and act in other ways and try out innovations. Because, like, you know, new ideas, new innovations start out unpopular. So a big part of the purpose of freedom is to let new things happen, new ideas spread. You know, they have to start somewhere, they have to start unpopular, and then some of the ideas are, will pick up some steam and get more popular. And the bad ideas, if they're bad and you know why they're bad, you can explain it and, you know, stop them with argument. You don't have to shut down their right to speak. You can explain, like, why racism is bad and you can convince people. Most new ideas, you know, actually do get shut down by argument. They lose the argument. There's more ways to be wrong than right. Like, the majority of new ideas are mistakes. But some of them um, manage to win the argument occasionally, and that's really important. That's where progress comes from.